Hey there, just a quick reminder, we have a mentorship program if you're looking for personalized coaching and mentorship to help guide you to the next level of your interior design business, whatever that might look like for you, whether it's processes and procedures or what services to offer to how to incorporate wellness, intention, or spirituality into your projects, come join us over at designcoven.com forward slash join. Or if you're just in search to connect with other like-minded interior designers, you can join our free community also located at designcoven.com forward slash joy. Hey there, welcome to episode 129. This episode is a recording of an interview that I did with the Sacred Blueprint interview series early in September. And I thought um, if you missed that series of interviews with myself, um, I would share it here. So that's what you're going to hear today. It talks about uh, my holistic interior design journey and um, what I'm currently doing as I practice holistic interior design. We feature a few of the projects that I designed. So it's it's a fun little interview. And since um, it's an interview that was pre-recorded, I'm actually going to set our space here and now by lighting a candle, getting you in your seat, grounding you, connecting you with the episode today in hopes that you will feel inspired to create a holistic interior design practice of your own. Um, you know, holistic interior design can look like so many different things. You, We all have our ways of doing things. So I invite you to create a practice that um, connects with you and resonates with you. So just let our candle connecting us with that beautiful fire element, uh, creativity and inspiration. I'm going to pull a tarot card for us as well before going into the interview. And let's just see what um, you might need to know for today. What's your card? And the card is Nine of Pentacles. This is a card of independence. This is a card of reaping the rewards of your labors, all the hard work that you put in. This is really about owning your very essence. It's about connecting with who you really are, your authenticity, um, and your truth. So may you prosper um, in all that you do with design and doing it in a way that feels good, that is of your own essence. Um, Such a beautiful, perfect card to open up our space. You're listening to the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast. This is a podcast that guides you as a new or inspiring independent interior designer navigating your entrepreneurial path. Here with my over 20 years experience, I will share my holistic approach to design with intention and ancient practices, including feng shui, all incorporating mind, body, and spirit into my design projects. You will also learn from seasoned interior designers as they give strategies and insight of how they built their businesses and continue to work in the field. Together, we will discover supportive trade partners, new ideas, creatives, and inspiring artists from around the world. I'm your host, Rachel Lorraine Crawford. Hello, everybody. Welcome to day three of the Sacred Blueprint for Our New Earth interview series. I'm so delighted to see all these beautiful souls joining from different parts of the globe to hear from the world's leading energetic design experts. 
My name is Aisha Rose Melody Hassan, and I am your host for this series. I am an architect, alchemical healer, and the creator of the Sacred Blueprint, a cutting-edge vessel of courses and programs for women architects and designers, as well as property owners and land stewards to help birth their dream sanctuaries through a new modality that bridges spiritual wisdom with architecture. Now for our next guest, she is a mystic. She is a holistic interior designer who is helping other women designers to tap their intuition along with their clients, to connect with their intuition, to create healing, nourishing, beautiful, stunning spaces that bring healing and joy and abundance to, to their lives. Um, she is the founder of the Design Coven and also recently something called Tiger Veil, which I'm excited to hear about. Um, and that the Design Coven is a, a community, a mentor, a mentoring group that uh, as a vessel, a container for other designers to receive mentorship from Rachel and her team. Well, I said her name already. All right. She's, she wants to be, she wants her name to be, to be spoken now. Introducing and welcoming Rachel Lorraine to, to the series. So great to have you, Rachel. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. So great. So great to have you. And I can't wait. I have so many questions. When I was writing the list of questions, um, you know, there's so many, um, you have, you're so multidisciplinary, right? Like there's the tarot, there's the mysticism, there's the feng shui, there's the house healing. It's like, okay, we're going to do several interviews to, to cover everything. Uh, but today, in honor of the sacred blueprint and working with nature's energies and uh, spirit and the, and, and the spirit of the land, um, I'd love for you to first share um, your background of, you know, how you got to this point where you started to bridge working with nature's energies, working with spirit, working with intuition and weaving that into your own design modality. Yeah, so um, I uh, graduated um, school in 2005 in college for interior design, but I've always had like this very spiritual, you know, realm about me. Um, but in while I was pregnant with my first son, which was in, I, I got pregnant with him in 2010, all kinds of more intuition started being stronger. I was just more connected. I wanted to connect to my ancestors who my mother's side are from the Philippines. My father's side is um, Irish, German, like Caucasian, a lot of mix here in the, U I'm in the US, I'm in San Diego, California. Um, but my mom's entire side is there. So there was just a lot of awakening um, in that realm of wanting to connect with ancestors, wanting to connect with the women that had their babies before me to do this all natural to, um, so there was just like an awakening that sort of happened um, in that space. And I was doing interior design. Um, I went off on my own in that time, but I was working with somebody else. And when I fully was able to go off on my own, and that was in 2014 in August, I just remember like having this calling of being able to go back and learn feng shui. And then I learned about Reiki. So I became certified in classical feng shui, flying stars, 
Um, I became a Reiki master in that year. So there was just things opening up. And then I went back to like tarot, which I've had a tarot card since I was 17, like the cards themselves. And that's the deck I use. So it's just like this coming back or like this coming home. Um, and then in 2017, I went to Ireland to study under my um, teacher, Amanda Sophia, and a architect and shaman, um, Alex Stark, who's from Peru. He was um, practicing in L.A. So we went to Ireland and there we we connected with these beautiful sacred sites, these ancient sites. We held ritual ceremony. Um, we connected with the land in a different way. It was the first time I was ever exposed to geomancy and, and just like just really like anchoring in and, and doing all that. And at the same time, I was hosting like these moon circles in my backyard, which then turned into going into these tea shops and creating ritual with other people with tea and, um, and just intentions and pulling cards for everybody. And so I was torn between these two worlds of like the spiritual place that was just blooming and blossoming and like anything I could get my hands on. I was just studying about crystals and herbs and oils and like there's just a million things and I couldn't, you know, get enough of it. Uh, but then there was this other side of me. It was like, oh my gosh, I went to school for interior design. Like I invested all this time. Like this is what I do. Like how do I figure this out? So eventually it was just kind of like this aha moment of they're so connected. Um, how could they not be, um, you know, together? So then I just started kind of infusing both things. I was doing space clearings within homes that I was designing. I was getting design jobs from space clearings and connecting in that way. Um, feng Shui, you know, was something that I was promoting or sharing. Now what I'm doing is I've, it's just running in the back of my head. So kind of like just a skill that's there. Same thing with like Reiki, like when I come into a space or if I do a clearing, I'm, you know, placing Reiki symbols. I'm showering the space and blessing the space. Um, so now it's just sort of, intertwined um in part with like being trying to be as sustainable as possible with connecting with mother earth and honoring her and like just being mindful of the resources and the things that i'm putting into people's homes um and then you know that's kind of created the podcast and the membership and like all the I, other but yeah all the other um uh, offerings that have sprouted from this this core merging of interior design with, if I may say, your witch yeah. side. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was just this this blossoming of, of this witchiness and the design and, and also just kind of embracing all of that. And people, you know, will connect with me and say, I'm so glad that you're being the face of this. I'm too afraid to do that, maybe right now, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm holding space for, for all of them. I'm so happy you're the face for this too, Rachel, because we need more women who are uh, ready to step up across the threshold. And no matter how freaked out they are, uh, no matter <laughs> if they feel they're going to be ostracized or persecuted, uh, really there's some deep wounds um, that I uh, have experienced myself and um, traumas. Uh, in the process of building my business. And, um, you know, I, I would love for you to share with women, you know, okay, you, you said there's some women who are still a bit scared or yeah. they're acknowledging and saying, I'm so happy you're doing this. You're the face for it. 
what what advice do you have for these women? I think like just in my own personal journey, I've been open about sharing like what I was doing, like with the tarot cards, like I really wanted to get back into tarot. So it, for me, it was like, well, I'm just going to pull a card every day on Instagram, on stories for everyone that's watching. And then that will hold me accountable. So that's how I started. It was just a little, a little, one little thing. Um, and so I was sharing that and people were really like, interested people that I never thought would care or would be into it you know when I would see them in person it would spark these conversations about you know their spirituality or what they experienced or like how they saw things and and how maybe they aren't that you know believe in all this stuff but they had an experience so then they like want to share that experience and a lot of them don't they're not open really so much right they aren't like out there so when they find somebody that they can connect with on a different level then they're like look they just want to share it so it's been really cool what i what i see as you're speaking is uh is just this this window this doorway this portal opening up that says i you have permission right like that there's a safe it's a safe place um you know there aren't any crazy you know this woman is not you know, casting any crazy spells on me or um, it, it's safe. It's okay. It's okay to be a witch. It's okay to uh, to tap the unseen realms. It's okay to connect with with nature's subtle world. And our own and intuition. And our own intuition, right? Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. Well, I'd love to hear about some of the projects you're working on and um, before you share some of the images that you have for us of projects, can you share, guide us through a bit how, you know, your process of working with clients, you know, because I've there's a lot of women architects and designers who are approaching me, and I'm sure you as well, who are interested in bridging these two worlds and finally coming back home, coming back to their soul, coming back to their true voice. Absolutely. And, um, uh, they they want to know like okay well they're staying up all night and thinking how am i going to make money doing this how am i going to um you know lead a business that nourishes my soul i can spend time with my children right i mean yeah. i've worked you know i've done the grind in conventional architecture worked in various size firms all around the world big small um, and so we know, you know, uh, yep. what that what that looks like in front of the computer all day. And there's a certain level of perceived security in that kind of a job. And I'm by no means downing that I, I, or, or um, diminishing that. I think a lot of people in corporate need to start to weave intuition into the work. So there's no rules here. Um, but there are a lot of women who are fed up with the status quo. And um, so they need to see some like, okay, what what are these pioneers doing? And can I follow suit? And yeah. Yeah. So I don't think you need to do anything drastic. I think um, you can continue to, you know, be in your job. But I would start to sprinkle um, some of this in start weaving it you know we're women where we have a soft way of influence we have a soft way of infusing it's never like you know a, a main thing like a hit on the head it's just like, like hammer <laughs> subtle little things that you can do so 
when I'm with a client for the first time and maybe they don't know that I offer space clearings or I'm a Reiki master or there's feng shui, I'll sprinkle in little words and see if they catch on. Usually if they're really into it, they're like, wait, do you do, you do that? And they're like, and then, and then they will ask. They're like, well, tell me more. Like, what else can we do? Like, what do you think? What do you, you know, they get super excited. If they're not into it, it's totally cool because I'm still doing stuff behind the scenes. I'm still practicing my own spirituality. I'm still practicing my intuition. It's not like I turn that off just yeah. because the client doesn't seem to be into it. Um, but they're being attracted to you for a reason. There's something there. There's an energetic connection they're aligning with you on. If you guys were totally misaligned, you're not going to attract somebody that doesn't have some sort of connection there. Um, so maybe you need to do it very subtly behind the scenes. Um, but that's in your own personal practice. So when you're at home or when you're drafting or when you're doing things, you can create a ritual for yourself. I light a candle. Um, I might pull a card. Um, I might ask, you know, is there anything I might need to know about this project or do a meditation, see what comes through. I also feel like when you're in the design phase or when you're designing, you're connecting already. Like you're in flow. That's already divine connection with intuition, receiving messages. You're constantly receiving it anyway while you're designing. Um, but if you want to be more at the, at the face of it, then yeah, start sharing things on Instagram. Share that you went to a moon circle. Share that, you know, um, you know, we're in Mercury and retrograde. What does that mean to you? Maybe it means reflection and taking it slow. And and I, I introduce things in a way that's not scary or I try not to invoke fear. It's more like, sharing information so whenever i'm doing something it's like i'm communicating i'm sharing i'm letting you know like what i'm feeling what i'm seeing what my intuitiveness and then people just gradually again are attracted to you because there's something there that resonates um so like i said you don't have to like go full out i don't like you know like right yeah it's just these beautiful subtle energies that you're moving in um but being very conscious about it and you know that's how I, I kind of. Oh, that's so beautiful. I love. It. I love that there's this, you know, it's not necessarily this one way, and you can tune into okay, how receptive are the your clients, yeah. and they they have come to you for a reason. I love that. It's a really important awareness um, and point. You know, okay, well, there's something for me to learn here, and for them to learn. Um, from me and they're maybe eager even if they can't maybe form formulate the words or use the, right. the language that we have um, I love that and then then bringing the subtlety right that's the feminine isn't it yeah it's a mystery <laughs> yeah right? you want to whisper them yes yeah they're very intrigued so even like I said even if they're on the outskirts or they're not quite sure there's something there that they want they're curious so Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, I love that. Well, we'd love to see some projects that you're working, that you've worked on or are working sure. on. Um, which one do you want to talk about first? Um, let's do the Crystal Grid because I have a few projects with that um, kind of infused. Okay. I think it'll be fast. Great. So um, this is a, a Crystal Grid that I did um, in a, a place called the Yoga Deck. So this is in San Diego here. During COVID, the Not Stop, which is a massage place that I also designed, was having to take massages outside, basically in the parking lot. 
And um, the owner was like, this is, you know, a cool space. I would love to kind of do some more sort of healing work out here and maybe create a new business. So he created a brand new business. It was called the Yoga Deck. And so we created this big deck. It's a large L. And um, with that, I was like, you know, since this is a healing space, let's put a let's put some crystal grids underneath the deck itself so that when people are practicing yoga or meditation, they're on they're basically floating over these grids and they'll be able to feel the the energy of these crystals and the intention that we're setting in them. Um, so this is one of the grids. We did three of them. So based on intention, um, I selected the different crystals. And this one's jade, um, amethyst, and clear quartz. Um, so it was really a space for connection with intuition, um, feeling safe. Um, jade was was there for protection and safety, but also for abundance and prosperity for the deck and for the people mm -hmm. that were in. And then we had selenite wands that we're around the perimeter along with black tourmaline for, um, again, protection, just creating a sacred space. The selenite wands were there to kind of cleanse you as you walked onto the deck, kind of like a detox, yeah, um, yeah. The, their world into this sacred space. Um, I did the same thing for an actual house. So we had a property in Encinitas, California, where there was a large house, um, an ADU, so an accessory dwelling unit, kind of like a granny flat situation and a pool house and same thing. I took the feng shui bagua map and I placed it over each one of the floor plans and connected with the homeowner um, on, you know, what her intentions were for the home. What did she want for the people, the guests to feel when they were in the guest house? What were the intentions for the pool house? So again, corresponding the map with you know the nine different areas of our life with the intentions and the crystals creating these giant grids um, mm -hmm. in the foundation and then the guys that were pouring cement came in afterward and poured cement over all the crystals encasing everything in um, her intentions are handwritten placed under the major uh, generator crystal so they're all set <clears throat> in the foundation um, excuse me, which is really beautiful. And, and also on that property, she felt very sort of disconnected from the property or undeserving or um, mm. land itself. So we did a, before we even started um, tearing down the old home and remodel or rebuilding, we um, created a beautiful Karen in the orchard with the uh. tree. And we shared, she brought like her family, um, jams because her husband's family like had orchards and would make jam and um she brought her favorite wine her photo albums like favorite games pieces oh. of the house and then i brought you know food from my ancestry in the philippines with rice and and um bay leaves and we just we connected with the land and spoke to the land and she shared like what her intentions were, how she was going to steward the land, how she was going to protect it, keep the orchard, like introduce her family. So it was just a beautiful way to connect with all that. And then we poured, you know, all of our food and drink onto the land so that it could soak it all up and wow. um, feel nourished and, and all of those things. And then, you know, we did the grids when it was time for that. And, you know, I'll do um, clearings there. And there's all kinds of activity up on that hill because there's before that it was like a, almost like a compound so many people lived up there so many things okay so there's a lot of layers there huh that show yeah. up that, 
Yeah, and the, and the previous owner passed on the property. And so there was a, all kinds of things going on. Um, so that was a very intense, but this, you know, kind of reminiscent, you know, of that. And then Yoga Deck, right. I, those crystals yeah. there too. So it was kind of just a connection with all these different spaces. Oh, this is so beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it's so key, right? To, you know, to, to bring back that ancient wisdom of honoring the land. And sounds to me like you have created a, a beautiful ceremony with your client, right? In yeah. a contemporary way, in an intuitive way, not necessarily one that has like really um, strict rules, um, but that you followed your intuition and and really s- celebrated this this uh, this entry into a new chapter of her life and living and on the land. And you know, just looking at these crystals, um, you know, I'm. I don't work with crystals uh, so uh-huh. much, uh, but so just looking at it, you know, it's such subtle architecture, Rachel, you know, like this is, you're working with nature's energies in the purest form here. And um, what beautiful architecture you create, right? Like from the smallest object, right? Uh, grid, crystal grid to maybe even a large land, land installation, right? Land uh-huh. grid. Um, it's just, it's so beautiful to see that you're incorporating this into, into your projects. Yeah. What, what projects do you want to look at next? So the next one is a a speakeasy that again is in San Diego that we did. And I did that in collaboration with, um, a fellow designer, Michael Soriano. And that one is, um, a space where we really wanted to connect with the, um, heritage of the owners yes it's the bar and um so one of the owners is chinese uh, but grew up in uh, mexico tj in tijuana and then the other one is korean so when they first had an idea for a speakeasy and of course a speakeasy is a space that you don't quite know is there you have to know how to get in there's different what is a speakeasy oh okay so is it kind of like a insider yeah, like there was a lot of speakeasies during Prohibition in the U.S. So right. like you weren't allowed to drink. So then in order to get your drink, you had to go to a secret bar, know a password or know a secret knock, or, okay. you know, and then you would go and that's where you would get your alcohol. Um, so in San Diego, especially like speakeasies are like the rage. It's like very trendy at the at the moment um, to have these secret bars with these secret entrances and people awesome. not knowing. Yeah, it's just really fun. It's got that mystery to it. Yeah, yeah. Secret um, door. Yeah. Secret door. Yeah. Walk through the cooler kind of thing. So, um, yeah. So the so the owners came to us, wanted to do a speakeasy, wanted to do like a 1920s prohibition sort of thing. And we're like, oh, my God, this has been done so many, so many times. Like, oh, okay. You know, we're just like, I don't, I don't, I don't do know. do it anymore. Okay. You're like, oh, my God, let's like, let's come up with another. It can still be a speakeasy, but let's come up with something else. Yeah. So they were just like, well, I don't know, you know, and so they really looked to us and we're like, well, let's let's connect to your heritage. Let's highlight that. And they're like, oh, we don't want to do that. And we're like, oh, my God, why would we not want to do that? You know, it was just like such a special thing. Yeah. So like I said, one was Chinese, one was Korean. I'm Filipino. Michael's Filipino um, or half. And so we really wanted to tap into this Asian and the restaurant that it was in had a very Asian flair to it, the food they were serving, that kind of thing. So we wanted to have some sort of connection. So in this space, we were like, okay, let's let's 
think of like maybe the 20s, maybe, you know, an empress is, you know, on the Silk Road and she's going yeah. from one palace to another palace. Let's make this sort of a transitional space as she's going. So at, when you walk into the entry, I don't have a picture of the entry, but you can um, go on my website and, and see all this. Um, it's a modern apothecary. So super stark, all bright white. Um, there's um, an image of kind of like an emperor, but black, just, you know, black outline. And there's all these herbs, super modern, minimal. And so you go in and the hostess tells you about this ancient artifact that they found. It's the, the um, it's a cure to for the, these 52 ailments that you might have. So you come to this modern apothecary, it's like way in the future and you know, you get your herbs and you, your tea and, and all the things. Um, and in this Asian culture, especially with Chinese, they usually will have like these altars in their storefronts or right. in their like down yeah. below to honor their ancestors might be oranges and incense and all this stuff. So we, we took one of those altars, these traditional altars, we um, painted it completely white and it was down below. So it was still honoring that. And then we took another altar that was exactly the same and we broke it up and we did these scans. So we scanned the sides, the back, the front, and then we screen printed it on these giant boards. So, Ooh, so amazing. Yeah, and it had, and we we influenced it with um, these sparrows from um, Mexico because we wanted to incorporate that Mexican culture too. So there's kind of like this Latin sort of vibe in there. So you go through this door, you put your hand on the symbol, the door magically opens, you go into this portal. It's got all these orchids just hanging down, and in front of you is uh, Quan Yin on a curtain. And you go through Quan Yin, and then you are in those scans. So you're like literally walking through that altar with these beautiful scans. Oh, it's like you're walking through the section. Yeah. So you're them on either portal. side of you. Mm -hmm. And it's cut up. So it's kind of like a trail. So you're going through this portal as you go back in time. So then here's where we are back in time um, with ancient China, Korea. It's like a time portal. You like teleport yeah. them into this new time space reality. Mm -hmm. And so like these clouds that are up on the sky here, we yeah, had those, those ones I love. Yeah. Those created by a local art. Most of all this was was um, handmade. So local artists created these um, for us. And that represented, um, you know, in this Asian culture, you know, burning incense to send your prayers and wishes up to the ancestors, mm -hmm. up to the past. And so those clouds represent all of those prayers going up oh, to the so heaven. beautiful. And yeah, I feel like, the wind spirit there too. You know, yes. the, uh, the wind spirit, I, it, yeah, it feels like, again, the clouds above as well, and they're moving and churning and weaving yeah, stories exactly. and messages and, yeah. Yeah, so that's all kind of infused in there. And then in the back there, you'll see these fabrics that are kind of draped. So we hand-dyed those with tea and strip them and hung them so that was kind of like this makeshift kind of like um almost like tents that you know you'd put up while you're on the road and we yeah. had um tables that were made from fallen trees that were going to go in a landfill so there's this company called san diego urban timber here and they take these trees that are fallen and they repurpose them create furniture out of them yeah. so we have 
created over there, the Jade Bar. Um, is, yeah, that one's amazing. It's glowing. Yeah, yeah. so it's natural stone, and then we uplight it um, with the light so that it has this glowing effect. So it has like this mysterious sort of vibe to it. Um, and then, you know, these chairs were handmade. They have like this very emperor-esque empress energy to them they're very curvy they hug you um, it makes you feel like you're sitting on a throne and then they've got like all these beautiful herbs that they infuse their cocktails with uh teas oh. um so like all their and this laser in- cut piece on the, the where the bar is it, it laser cut and some kind of a is that correct or is that a print it's a print on, um, it's like a screen print on acrylic. So you can kind of see through it. So it has this translucent vibe to it. So it's very ghost-like. Um, turn. So on the back end of that is like the reserved um, spirits. Um, okay. Now that they have. Oh, this there. is stunning. I love it. Thanks. Uh, There's and- another photo of um, another part of the, the bar. Um, so this is the other side of it. This is really bright. It's not ever this bright inside of this space. Right. But, um, so, so those to show what's going on there. Going yeah. on there. Yeah. So there's some hanging um, Ooh. Um, dividers here. So, you know, we really, with the Asian culture, it's, you know, it's really connected to the fishing world and um, the water and that kind of thing. Wow. So looking at like fishing buoys, fishing floats, so these are actually floats that you might see like on a pool. And what we did is we have seven layers on top of them. And I created kind of like a code within each strand. So each black one means a different letter or a symbol. The gold means another thing. And then there's spacers in between. So um, each one of those has a different meaning that coded into it. So. Yes that is like infused into it we did a community um connection with all of their staff and friends and where we all were making these together at these things wonderful so there's all of their hands are kind (laughs) of touching and involved oh wow but yeah we spent a night and uh, i did a lot of them with my family with my boys and then we we did a special night to connect their friends and family to make them as well and we just we had a party and so everyone has a hand in them so it's like the community is connected to it because it's like I made that you know it has they understand the intention behind it so awesome I love it Rachel um the these 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 fishing like element these balls or like Mm -hmm. like strings it's they also remind me of prayer beads in our culture Muslim culture so just because you said they have these intentions and words and each of them what represents. So it reminded me of the prayer beads as well. It's so it's so amazing. And I love that you took the opportunity to, um, it's not only about creating a beautiful space, but how can you create connection yeah. uh, with the people who are actually working there or the business owners and created a community event to put these things together yeah these yeah, are pretty cool yeah it's amazing yeah so we wanted to create you know in these spaces we like to have kinetic energy we like to have movement so we needed yeah. a, a divider but also something that could move and shift and you know you know so it was just really neat i'm sure <laughs> i wonder if there are people dancing with them at night oh yeah if they had a dance party in there i know yeah. they have like 
Christmas party, so I'm sure people, you know, like there's a lot of things to play with in there. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I love it. That was just a special project. So beautiful. Um, Do you have another image to share? I think those are all the ones. Yeah, it's incredible. Well, I mean, this is such a great example, um, Rachel, of, you know, the creative power uh, that is possible when you tap your intuition. And, you know, we we have so, there are so many talented architects and designers and they're in the world and they're not saying like, okay, I work with crystals and, you know, spiritual wisdom, but they just know they have a really strong intuition. Um, And, you know, there's quite frankly, a lot of feng shui designers or architects who actually don't design very well, right? right? So it's not like, oh, you know, working with spirit, nature's energies equals being a really talented designer. Yeah, <laughs> but what I love is is that you are um, there's just there's a there's an energy emanating from the space um, that you can't really describe, and it's um, I think it will support the longevity of uh, yeah. and the success of that business and and the the joy of your clients. Yeah, I mean that project I got brought on because of the spiritual piece my friend Michael like was like I'm not taking this on unless you come with me because I need this spiritual element in it so like just by showing up and by sharing like what you do and who you are and being authentic to that like you're gonna again you're gonna get called to people that want to infuse what you've got and so even collaboration with other designers like to be able to bring this to more to show or to demonstrate how you're doing it you know, there's just so many doorways and openings. And that project, we won the Orchid Award um, here in San Diego for interior design, which we were up against like so many bigger names and, and all kinds of things. And that was a tiny space. That was, that's less than 2,000 square feet, maybe 1,500 square feet. It was tiny. And you, yeah, that's that. And, and you won the award. That's incredible. Award Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Thank- how, how do you do you work with a small team or are you working solo or yeah so it's myself as the principal designer I yeah. am in the process of hiring an admin person right now which is really exciting Spread so the word. Yeah, <laughs> I've gotten a bunch Maybe, of yeah. and same thing with like putting out there that I was hiring I was getting all these really beautiful people that wanted to work in a business that was holistic that was spiritual that they had like this thing with so it that was really really cool just to see that it was attracting this attracting certain, yeah certain kind of person um and so it's myself my new admin I don't know who that is yet and then I have two people that do sketch up and rub it for me okay do drawings um so that's us and then of course all of our contractors and then my yeah. my and collaborators yeah. And, yeah all the artists and that kind of thing amazing Rachel wow well, before we open up the Q&A uh, portion of our talk, um, you know, I'd love to zoom out into the big picture. You know, yeah. what what's what drives you to do this work, Rachel? For me, it's really about changing um, the world, like just to create a better space for my kids and for the future. Um, you know, I just feel like it seems so daunting if we think about it, like the big thing of, oh, I'm, you know, we're going to make this world very conscious and connected and sustainable. And like, 
but it's like that could be overwhelming and very daunting. Yeah. So look, yeah, I'm just going to start with me first, which was where kind of started my healing journey where I was just like, I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to take care of my kids. I'm going to bring my kids into the world in a holistic way, just being really conscious and aware. And then from there, it was like, okay, I can do this with one client or I can share just one piece. Um, but knowing that I, like as designers and architects, we have so much influence and we have so much power um, in a way that's, again, not shouting <laughs> over the hilltops. It's just a subtle energy that we can create beautiful spaces that support people that they are going to go out and be their best self in the world. And they're going to spread like this, this energy of healing. And if they're conscious about like what they're doing in their homes, they're going to be conscious about what they're doing in their business and um, you know, all of that. So like I said, it just starts here and it, it's that ripple effect, you know? Yes, Rachel, absolutely. Yeah, to build a, a nourishing place for our children. Uh, and I so hear, yeah, that I, I relate. It can be daunting. And with the amount of pollution, with the amount of, um, you, know, uh, you know, keeping track of, you know, sustainability, passive heating, cool light, right? It's just, yeah, I mean, it, it can get really overwhelming. And uh, yeah. I'm just, yeah, I, I, I see it that we are coming back to our responsibility to be building the temples of the new earth. And I see you as a temple builder, Rachel, awesome. uh, yeah. in a contemporary way, yeah. you know, temple builder, that's a bar, you know, like, <laughs> so yeah, what are you doing? Yeah. And then also like my kids, like they, they're freaked out by climate change. They're freaked out by like everything when it yeah. comes to like, our, our earth. So they kind of keep me in check. <laughs> it's kind of like, yeah. yeah, you know, we weren't that great, you know, a few years back. We weren't as connected or as conscious, but I'm going to be a lot more, especially with my kids kind of like, what are you doing? Like, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. I love it. And I just noticed that there was a communication here. Can you recommend a feng shui program or accreditation? And you shared that you studied under Amanda Sophia. Uh, yes. She's in she's in Ireland right now currently, isn't she's she? She's in Ireland. She should go back and forth. She yeah. goes back and forth, but she, her the school is the International Feng Shui School, and you can take online courses there and be certified online. Um, I know she's going to come back to San Diego here in November and do a, a course, but it's all virtual. You can do it all virtual, and she's also in That's Ireland. And she does it in person in Ireland as well. So yeah, well, she's another goddess, certainly glowing yeah. like amazing glowing woman yeah. <laughs> I don't know her well I've met her through you just very beautiful yeah. and she's glowing yeah, yeah. amazing woman energy yeah. yeah very special energy all right so a question from Kalthar I don't know if that's your last name or first name do you use tarot cards in your interior design projects as divination or artistic reflection or with clients? Yeah, I do. So um, if I am stuck or, I, or if I want to start a project, I might pull some cards just to kind of get um, just a vibe or feeling or, or insight what I might need to know about the project. But I'll also pull cards with clients. So sometimes I'll bring my car. I always have my cards with me. So I'll have my cards with me. If a client wants to pull cards, we'll pull cards. Or if I'm doing a space clearing, I definitely will do a, a spread with them, um, pulling cards for them, or sometimes they just need a little 
centering and I'll like do a little Reiki on them or a little Reiki session, or I'll do separate Reiki sessions with clients where we do, you know, a Reiki session connecting with their inner child or other workings and then kind of shift and do another appointment where I'm doing design with them. So I'm really incorporating both, but always have my cards with me. So awesome. Do you have your own cards? Did you create any of your own cards? No, yes. we're, that's part of like what's to I feel come. like that's going to come through you. <laughs> yeah, is a deck um, that's been wanting to be um, birthed for sure. And then I also have a magazine in connection with the Design Coven membership to support these interior designers on a, you know, on a holistic realm, mind, body, like spirit. Yeah, so I've got a, I've already got all the collaborators. I've already created all the content. I just got to like put it together. You know what? I think you might even grow into becoming like the next Mary Kondo. Oh, I'm just going to share it really. <laughs> and no, I really just want to share that because you're also the, the level of like the caliber and quality of your website. And uh, I mean that really. Um, and the caliber of professionalism and the, the way it all is pa packaged. I mean, you're, you have a skill with the marketing as well. And I think that's really important women, especially with the, with, with us healers and spiritual, um, women, sometimes we shy away from being visible. Right. Right. And, um, uh, doing business. Yeah. Being a merchant, asking for money, asking for high amounts of money. I mean, this is something that I coach my my clients through, uh, the ones who are in the, my higher level program. Um, we're going through crying. We're going through healing sessions. I work with alchemical healing uh, in my training as well. And so uh, I just, I wanted to share that with you that I mean, A, congratulations. B, it's such a, it's such a, you're such a model for us all in, you know, what's possible and the level of professionalism and caliber that you can rise up to work up towards, um, to basically also say, no, you know what? Our magic is valid. Yeah. Yeah. It's valid and it needs to be applied to save this effing planet. Basically. Absolutely. And and that was why I ended my um, partnership with my ex-partner in my design business because I was shying away. I wasn't, I was like, I'm just going to step back so that he could be at the forefront, so that he can be seen so that, and then that's when like all this other stuff was just like, I can no longer do this. And then when I created the podcast and I created the membership and he was starting to get very antsy about it. Like, why would you do that? Like, that that's competition. Like, why are you sure? You know, it's just like very different. I was like, oh no, 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 no. Well, There's that's how we've been programmed, right? The competition, oh my God, university. Oh, you know, those, uh, the professors, the projects, the deadlines, the, the all-nighters. Mm -hmm. um, we've been the programmed. Network right? To not actually tap nature and our intuition and our soul and like, what? Wait a second. I don't have to overwork. I don't have to overplease. I don't have to like, you know, and I'm sure that you put a lot of good <laughs> work in building yourself up to this level, but it seems like you're doing it with a lot of joy and ease. Uh, I am. I, I appreciate yeah. it. 
I love it. I love everything that I'm doing and I love the people that I get to work with and just, again, what it's attracting. It attracted you and your community and now I get to talk about it. Yeah, and I'm sure there'll be a lot of women knocking on your door after this (laughs) interview series. Yeah, yeah. All right, anybody else with any questions? Oh my God, you have Rachel here. No questions? Everyone's just probably like mesmerized by (laughs) your work. Okay, and Natalie has a question. That's great. Yay, Natalie, for sending us a question through the Q&A portal. Okay, so Uh, Natalie. Yeah, Natalie wanted to know about the Design Coven. So yeah, so the Design Coven is a membership group for anyone that's interested in the interior design realm, holistic interior design. You don't have to be a designer. You don't have to be an architect. Um, Anyone's welcome. There there's a free community there where we share resources that's also connected to the podcast um so that if you do have like prod or topics that you want me to cover on the podcast that's a way for us to connect it's so hard like podcasts like you just hear it and it's kind of one way so i wanted to create something that you can connect in both ways um but we also have a virtual tier where um we meet two to three times a month virtually we set intentions at the beginning of the month we do group coaching so i mean you can even ask questions about your own home if you wanted to because you'll have access to me for that hour to ask your questions if you're a designer an architect and you want to know how do i invoice how do i do this what do you do that how do you infuse this like all your questions can be answered within that that group coaching and then we do product training or a business practice so i'll bring somebody in this month we've got someone that's talking about branding um, about branding your business, getting everything in alignment, or someone that's talking about LinkedIn, or we're learning about a sustainable vendor. So that's all in there. You have access to the library. So all the past trainings, there's also a secret podcast within the Design Coven of all the past trainings. So if you wanted to catch up and listen to past panelists, past designers, um, past guests, you have all that there. And then the in-person stuff is in San Diego, which includes all that, plus actually going to my vendors, going to art studios to meet artists. Just fly there. Just fly there. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, there's a virtual tier that, like I said, everyone's welcome. You just want to join the community, you can do that too. Oh, that's amazing. That sounds really delicious and uh, sounds like a really huge benefit and much needed because I feel like... um, the women who are really hearing the call to to bridge spirit with design, even if they're not interior designers, feel really lonely. And so yeah. this sounds and like I a really I, good... Yeah, yeah. I get messages from the podcast, just people that are in Egypt or in the yeah. Middle East, or they're in the UK, they're in Scotland. Like, no one else is doing this. I, I'm trying to do this. I don't know, like, how do I start? And it's like, come join our community and you won't be alone. Amazing. Beautiful. All right. And we've got another question from Natalie. Um, and do you feel that high-end interior interiors clients are more and more open to spiritual aspects of design? Um, I don't know if it's necessarily high-end. I think it's all people. I, I get people connected on all levels, whether it's just somebody that, that, that's a friend that's doing their own place in their DIY. And then I'll get someone that is high end that's also connected in that that realm. I think it it kind of goes across the board. I don't see one certain demographic that's more into it than any others. Now I will say that I am in Encinitas, California, and this community is very connected spiritually, sustainability, earth. Like everyone's right. out 
we're very indoor outdoor sort of realm i understand that southern california is kind of its own little bubble um it's an <laughs> ecosystem yeah system that's going on but um but it, oh, can, yeah i mean you can attract any client you want through your the power of your mind my dears yeah. all of you you can uh, I all the energy world. that you admit emit and the surprises you'll be astonished but yeah. there's and a we need people we need people that are in these little pockets that are in communities where this isn't the norm you know that's yes. It's to like get this information out so that we can all practice this as a whole unit. Yeah. And we're spreading the light all around the world and doing this work all together. Yeah. This is so exciting. I'm getting chills. Look at all these beautiful chat messages. Before we close, can you share what Tiger Veil is? And oh, yeah. So Tiger Veil. The Bale. difference between Design Coven, Tiger Veil. Yeah. Yeah, so Tiger Veil is my own personal interior design brand. So um, the tiger really represents empowerment. So empowering others in their home, reclaiming their spaces, like just being really fierce in their design, their aesthetic, um, the energy that we're putting out. I didn't realize when I named the company, it was during the year of the tiger. That was just a thing that happened, which was really cool and coincidental. Um, and then the veil, the veil is that connection to the other side, to the spiritual realms, to the energetic mm. realms. Um, but also a veil could be fabric. It could be the actual texture and, and textiles. Yeah. So, yeah. So tiger veils kind of enveloping both of those things. I, I wanted to create a brand that wasn't my name. <clears throat> I had my name, excuse me, <clears throat> as my brand for a really long time with all the different things that I have. And there is still rachellorraine.com, which is still yeah. going and all those things. But Tiger Veil is really just the interior design portion of what I do. And then Design Coven is the membership group, the mentorship, the membership for up and coming holistic interior designers. And then the holistic interior design business podcast is a podcast that's, again, open to everyone to receive all this information um, in the world of holistic interior design, the business of interior design, that kind of thing. Love it. Woo! So much, so much, so many resources and so much support that you can all receive through Rachel and her team. This is amazing. Yay. You. This was amazing. Rachel, it was so great to, to have you on the show. Uh, and uh, I look forward to our future collaborations. Yeah. Alrighty. Take care. You've been listening to the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast. If it's one that you have been enjoying, please share with anyone else that you think can benefit from this knowledge and leave us a five-star review that helps us get seen and found by other new and aspiring interior designers. And if you're looking for mentorship, I invite you to join our club here at the Design Coven. It's a bridge between school and real life interior design. We get in much deeper there. We have virtual and in-person events. So everyone is welcome. You don't need to have a design degree to be part of it. Just an interest in holistic interior design. I also want to thank our editor, Marcy Ferry. And lastly, Kinseth Thibodeau, who is our music composer. Until next time, be well, and we will see each other soon.